Another friend has undertaken a dream pandemic project that is now coming to life. Reed Martin, what's it like bringing two of your comic heroes back to life on stage? It's very exciting. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, co-artistic director of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 18th year, number 899, Harpo and Chico. My reduced Shakespeare Company co-artistic director Reed Martin has written a new play called Harpo and Chico and Bill, a comedy about Harpo Marx, his son Bill, and Harpo's brother Chico as they try to put one final live stage show together late in their careers. Reed's directing the world premiere of his pandemic project for the next two weekends at San Joaquin Delta College in Stockton, California, and he took time out of rehearsals to talk to me about how the script came to be and where it might be going from here. So in June of 2020, so just sort of when we were figuring out, oh, this this isn't a several-week issue this is a <laughs> gonna be a long haul those those rsc performances we can't po- postpone for a couple of months is going to be a lot longer than a couple of months yeah and so yes so how serious that covid thing was were hitting us uh a guy who i went to graduate school with michael cantor uh reached out to me um he was a year behind me in the directing program at ucsd i was in the acting program um, and he is now the executive producer of American Masters on PBS and has been for many years. And he had this idea to do a show about uh, Harpo and Chico Marx and live shows they did right at the end of their film career had just finished. The Marx Brothers had just shot Love Happy, um, which was the most inappropriate name for a movie ever because nobody loved it and they were not happy making it. <laughs> and um, their 13th film did not turn out to be their lucky number. Um, and what, year, so, and what year was that? 1949. They shot Love Happy in 48. And in 1949, Chico had booked a UK tour that was going to finish with four weeks at the London Palladium. And um, if Chico performed these shows by himself, he'd get, I don't remember the exact figures, a thousand a week. But if he did it with Harpo, they could get 4000 a week. Um, and so Chico convinced Harpo to go to London and do these live shows at the London Palladium. And Susan, uh, Susan Marks, Harpo's wife, former movie starlet, um, was not real keen about him going to do this. He was worn out. Uh, Love Happy was a really unhappy experience because it was supposed to have been a Harpo solo project. Um, um, and then Chico weaseled his way into it for the money, and then the producers got Groucho to shoot for a few days so that they could finance the film because they couldn't really finance it. It was all the Marx Brothers. Anyway, so... They call, but they could call it the Marx Brothers, and it would be a, supposedly a bigger deal. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Michael reached out about this, and I said, yeah, that sounds great. And so he... Uh, was connected to the Marx Brothers estate through Robert Bader, who is sort of in charge of all things Marx Brothers now. Uh, Michael had worked with him recently. He and Robert Bader worked together for, there was a Dick Cabot, Groucho Marx, American Masters 
So anyway, they'd known each other. Michael is also, he wrote a book called Make Them Laugh. It was a TV series, I think, on PBS, and it was a, a book. So he's worked, he knows all the comedians and all the estates and everything. So we spent, uh, I don't know, 12, 18 months doing all kinds of research into this period of time with the help of Robert Bader. Um, and uh, one really cool thing I got to do is Robert Bader said, you know, Bill Marks, who's Harpo's son, who came with them to London and acted as Harpo's prop man for ah. this. And he said, Bill Marks kept a diary as a 12-year-old kid that has never been transcribed. Would you mm -hmm. transcribe that? I said, yes. So I've, yeah, so I've got that much uh, experience in a very particular, uh, you know, corner of Marx Brothers history. So I got to transcribe that. And it's stuff a 12-year-old wrote about. Boy, the food over here is crappy. You know, um, uh, we went, they stopped in New York uh, on the way to London from Los Angeles and saw a Yankees game because there was no Major League Baseball in L.A. at the time. So that was a big deal. Uh, they saw this new show everybody was talking about, South Pacific, with this gal Mary Martin in it, you know, and that wow. kind of thing. Wow. So I got to transcribe that diary. And then uh, Robert Bader arranged for Michael and I to chat with Bill Marks for 90 minutes via Zoom in the middle of pandemic. And he couldn't have been more gracious and more encouraging um, and said gave us 100% permission to take artistic license. He says, make a good show. Don't, you know, don't be so committed to being completely telling the story exactly as it happened that the show suffers. Right. Uh, and also when Michael Cantor approached Robert Bader about this, it turns out Robert Bader had seen the Reduce Shakespeare Company perform a couple of times. And he said, oh, well, yeah, that, that seems like a perfect, if somebody working with Reduce Shakespeare Company, that's exactly the style the show should be in. So, um, so anyway, so Michael and I, yeah, we spent probably 18 months and then we put together a PowerPoint uh, to present kind of what the idea of the show was, which we were, I think we were calling it Harpo and Chico at the Palladium. And the show was going to be, the show still is about Harpo's relationship with his brother Chico and his son Bill um, with the background of these shows that they're trying to do, these live stage shows in London later in their careers um but but it was a, still the pandemic was going on nobody was doing live shows and so it sort of got set on the back burner and then um i guess about a year ago one of the schools where i teach is san joaquin delta college in stockton and they said um would you be interested in directing next season and if so what might you like to direct them and i said well i've been working on this thing with Michael Cantor, we've been researching it. Um, and they said, great, what a great experience for students to work on a brand new play with the playwright. Um, yeah. And also we don't do a lot of physical comedy in the shows we do. So that would be a great experience. And so they greenlit it. Um, and then it had to go from being a PowerPoint to being script. <laughs> so you were, yeah. so you're, you're, you were put together the PowerPoint in order to get investors to uh, pay for the writing of a script, and that didn't happen. But now you, this production enabled you, <laughs> forced you to write a script. Yes, it's funny. It's a yeah, it's a, a funny a deadline. Yeah. <laughs> Make it. I'm I'm a big fan of deadlines. Um, and so as we started to write it, uh, you know, Michael and I were in contact, and Michael said, you know, I'm just so busy. You go ahead and write it. Um, and so I've written the script myself and 
uh, have been directing it this semester at San Joaquin Delta College. And so we have six performances coming up over the first two weekends of March. And who knows, this might be all that happens with the show and that's great. Or part of it is also, you know, are there legs to this? Is there possibly a life beyond this? And who knows? Right. Yeah, you you never I mean Dominic and I were talking about this in our conversation about his new novel is that if you write you you can write a novel and there you have it it exists. You write a script and until, and until you put it up, you have no idea what you've got. Now you're in rehearsals and you're approaching texts I I suspect as we as we record. Um what are you discovering now that it's on its feet and you're working with actors and and seeing it come to life? Um oh this is overwritten. Oh this dialogue is stilted. Huh. Uh, uh oh this is a good idea in theory but I don't know how to stage it. Oh there's something <laughs> funny there that I didn't even think. Let's expand on that. Um yeah. all those types of things. I mean the cast is you know there's 10 people, uh young enthusiastic student actors. Um, and in kind of the spirit of the Marx Brothers, there's a sort of a meta element, you know. Oh, here's 60-year-old harpo. Well, actually, that's not a 60-year-old harpo. That's a, a very young actor pretending to play the harp, right? Um, and so that, 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 you know, that's fun. And, and that's, um, that, that strikes me as both very reduced and very Marxian. Yeah, yeah. Calling uh, the game of the seam. We're not, for te- we're not fooling anybody. Yeah, right. Yeah. They built this beautiful prop harp and they said, we'll put strings on it. I go, I don't think we need to put strings on it. We're not fooling anybody. So we'll just, you know, we'll pretend to play the harp and then we'll put our hands through it, you know? Um, Great. Great. Yeah. Like you say, call it, say what the game is and play it. Yeah. Uh, um, So, yeah, we get only six performances, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I said, could we do a couple of previews? And they said, well, I think we can probably squeeze in the final dress could be a preview. So, but like when we're working reduced Shakespeare company shows, undoubtedly there's stuff that we think is hilarious in rehearsal that they'll sit there and silence. Uh, And then there's going to be other things um, that turn out to be funny that we didn't even know. I can already see that. I mean, none of the cast plays the piano or the harp or the clarinet. So we're pantomiming to that. And I can, or there's an also an opera singer bit where we're, singing to a track but i could see that if you got you know very skilled professional actors it takes it to a whole different level sure uh, and so we won't learn about that but um if uh, there's two people playing harpo for mirror scene reasons and other reasons yeah. um and they move very well you know and so i think there's a lot of fun and the, gosh the props and costume folks just you know rigging up a coat that'll hold you know 500 pieces of silverware and a coffee pot and, mm-hmm. you know and um so yeah it's just been a really fun process and and the 10 actors in the show one of them had any familiarity with who the marx brothers were the guy who plays chico knew who chico was um and so i also feel like I'm doing a public service a little bit like in my film comedy class where I'm introducing a younger generation to uh, the Marx Brothers and they should know who the Marx Brothers are. Hello, I must be going. I'm Frank Ferrante, creator and star of An Evening with Groucho and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. (laughs) 
Where can you RSC the RSC? We'll be performing the complete history of comedy abridged next month at Hillsdale College and the Dogwood Center for the Performing Arts in Michigan on March 21st and 23rd and the American Theater in Hampton, Virginia on April 12th and the Hilton Performing Arts Center in Fairfax, Virginia on April 13th, 2024. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our social media pages for venue and ticket information. Now back to my conversation with my RSC partner, Reed Martin, whose new play, Harpo and Chico and Bill, plays the next two weekends at San Joaquin Delta College in Stockton, California. I've not read it, and I'm not going to get to see the performances, but I can imagine it has... It seems like, oh, if they're building these performances at the Palladium, you've got your built-in um, climax, uh, and I could be wrong about that, but do, does, like any good Marx Brothers movie, is there the flimsiest premise for a plot? Or is that is that the flimsiest premise for a plot on which you can hang all this, these comic bits? Well, that was the, that's, that was one of the challenges, right? Is that, um, and so... Chico was not the most uh, reliable person off stage to understate it. He was called Chico because he always he was always chasing chicks. It's a cliche. He always needed money. He was a, a problem gambler. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, um, and there, I think there was drama. And I've, I think I've exaggerated, but it isn't. You know, I think it's in the spirit of things that he wouldn't show up for rehearsals, right? right? Um, that he did go over early and do several weeks of solo shows with his, well, not quite solo, but he, Chico and his comic orchestra. Right. Um, and Harper went to see it and he was working blue. Now blue for the time is not blue for now, but Harper was concerned, right? Sure. This isn't really Marx Brothers. It's working for Chico, but, you know, and so, so I've sort of, I, I would say I've explored that and maybe accentuated that drama of, is he going to show up for uh, rehearsals? Is the show actually going to happen? Uh, that's why I changed the title of the show from Harpo and Chico at the Palladium because that's oh well, they're gonna if it's them at the Palladium, it definitely happens. So it's Harpo right. and Chico, Bill. Yeah, um, and it's really about everybody. Everybody loved Raymond. Everybody loved Harpo. You can't find anybody who really had a bad word to say about him, which is not true of Chico. It's not true of Groucho. It's not true of Zeppo. Um, but they all loved Harpo, and and I asked Bill when we talk to him you know what, what why would your dad do this chico is just and bill it just said just well he's family yeah. <laughs> right yeah. it's what you do and and but the rest of the family wasn't doing it for him but that's just who chico was and um harpo and susan uh wanted to have kids but couldn't have them you know naturally so they adopted four kids yeah um and that's also an aspect of the show about you know you're your family and looking after them and creating a family. And so, yes, it's the relationship of Harpo and Bill with Bill as a 12 year old prop man yeah. and uh, Harpo and Chico, you know, what you do for family. And then with these wonderful set pieces, because thanks to Robert Bader, we know we have the set list of what they did at the London Palladium. And a lot of this stuff, um, Harpo and Chico together or separately performed on television in the very early days of television. Mm. Um, and so we see Harpo on the Milton Berle show doing his um, bubble clarinet routine. We see Harpo and Chico on TV doing their four-handed um, piano. We have photos of Harpo doing the opera singer bit where he's 
trimming the dress because you know there's stray threads and suddenly the dress you know just just all falls apart and so those sorts of things and so um yeah so it's that story of family uh, interspersed with climaxing with the show at the palladium how do your college students take to this kind of uh, um old-fashioned in air quotes um comedy material both the verbal and the physical they love it i mean i'm very fortunate the cast is just so up for whatever happens so you know we're you know you're rehearsing and you get uh, some days i'll just go i need six more lines here give me give me five minutes take a break yeah. right and i write it down and then they write it in their script mm-hmm. you and i had this thing what draft am i on i don't know because you don't do a top to bottom redraft of anything right, right. So right. we're on the third or fourth draft, but um, they're great. They just roll with the punches. They write it in there. They learn their lines. Um, and are they yeah. drawn to this material or does it feel old fashioned to them? Does it feel exciting? And new? does it feel like they're discovering a new thing that's really, really old? I don't think it seems old fashioned to them. You know, I was kind of wondering, well, you know, Chico uh, Harpo, you know, in the act chasing, you know, the beautiful woman across the stage. Would that play? Would Harpo, you know, trimming an opera singer's dress, you know, and at the the climax of the bit is, you know, the dress falls to the ground and you're in, you know, underclothes, which are modest, but nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to them at the beginning, you know, I'm a 60-something-year-old, you know, white guy. So part of your job is to, when stuff comes up, say, mm-mm. Um, and some of this, I, I feel, we'll find out, from the audience, but um, we have a, a, a female actor playing Harpo. And so to me, I think that's that sort of helps kind of address that um, a bit, but I don't think it feels old fashioned to them. I don't get that right. sense. I get the sense they just think it's funny. Great. You know? Oh, look at this. Oh, this is, look, look what was going on, you know, 80, 90 years ago. This is still funny. Well, and I love, and I love that you've got a, a female actor playing Harpo. Again, we're not fooling anybody. This isn't yeah. documentary documentary realism. Any, it's theater, baby, and anybody can play anything within yeah. reason. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Very much so. So, yeah, the cast is diverse, and I, you know, if, if we need to be meta about that, we do, we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure we'll find maybe some other places where maybe we don't need to comment on it but you know um i'm just looking forward of getting an audience and seeing what works and what doesn't and it's a nice tight show i think it's like 70 75 minutes boom straight through and when it's over then you can you'll know what you have or you'll have an idea about what you have and you can decide on next steps do you have any plans that besides that for afterwards no at the moment it's just get it on its feet and get it as good as we can. We'll, yeah. you know, we'll shoot an archival video because I've given, the author has given me permission to do that. Um, <laughs> um, and Michael Cantor is going to come see it uh, opening weekend and we'll talk about it. But there is something about it having been done once that I think just, yes, we'll learn a lot. We'll say this works, this doesn't work. Have we thought about this? So. Yes, what we see at Delta, if if it were to have a longer life, what happens at Delta is not by any means what the final product would look like. And Delta is fine with that, and they know that. So, um, yeah, I think Michael and I will talk about it once we see it, and 
then yes, also it wouldn't be a PowerPoint. We could give somebody a script and we can have yeah. links to the videos of what it would look like. Here's what it looked like when Harpo and Chico did it. And this is what we'd re try to recreate, you know, in a professional production. So uh, it's kind of one step at a time, but you know, it'd be wonderful if it had a life after this, but I'm not, not counting on it. it. I'm sort of enjoying it for what it is. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. The world premiere of Reed Martin's new comedy, Harpo and Chico and Bill, opens this weekend and plays March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, and March 8th, 9th, and 10th at San Joaquin Delta College in Stockton, California. Go to deltadrama.com for more information. Then send us your comedy reunions via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us over on the socials or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com, or visit my website, theshakespeareans.com. You can also follow Reed Martin on Twitter at Reed of RSC and Instagram at reed.martin.33. Thanks as always to compulsive womanizing gambler Matthew Croak. Web services by Ginger Power Limited. Music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Renee Weiss. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Frank Ferrante, who performs his one-man show An Evening with Groucho all over the world and on DVD, and who stars in Groucho, A Life in Review at the Walnut Street Theater in Philadelphia through March 10th, 2024, and as always, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 899-2697ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. I hope you get many, many dozens of hundreds of uh, audience members laughing their marks off. Yes, fingers crossed. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. 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 And so much less.